Some bizarrely tuned calliope tooted and whistled its bouncy tune, nearly destroying any attempt at normal conversation. Perhaps that is what turned the whole evening into a surreal banquet instead of a quiet dining out and gentle camaraderie, which is what was advertised in the local weekly. An evening of discourse and discovery, read the blurb under community events. I had been feeling a sense of dislocation, of disconnection between myself and the residents of the village within which I had recently settled. Thus, I was primed for an offer of a repast and perhaps friendship in the midst of the promised intellectual and artistic discourse. I had recently stumbled upon a pleasant and unassuming rental, a cottage of some antiquity and charm though, to be honest, part of my attraction upon discovering it, a for-lease sign almost overgrown in the front garden area, was not so much the undeniable sense of history the small house radiated, but its equally present feel of mystery, and perhaps even the mystical, a nod to my curiosity of all things under the general title of the metaphysical. I suspect that you are not surprised to find that I was displeased at the setting and tone of the event. No one could deny the jocularity, the expansive and boisterous welcoming to which my arrival seemed to evince. The banquet room of one of the several dining establishments in the central district was well filled and stuffy with the weight and presence of so many citizens. However, I was in the mood for interactions perhaps more cerebral and intellectual than appearances indicated was to be the case here. The attendees were displaying an excess of good cheer, and perhaps I was wrong, but it may well have been that the bulk of the crowd had begun imbibing intoxicating liquors prior to the advertised starting time of the event rather than a dignified and organized lecture or facilitated group discussion it was a leaderless party is perhaps the best description and parties are not an environment in which i flourish some were dancing to the silly sound of the calliope dancing to the sound of a merry-go-round for children becoming frenzied and more and more lascivious. At each of the tables, some stood and some sat, but all seemed to be caught up in a manic fest, some sort of contemporary bacchanal, and yes, some couples were actually giving in to primal urges and inappropriate displays of affection in the corners of the room, clothing in disarray, writhing and moaning. I was attempting to gracefully extricate myself from what was quickly becoming a madhouse of laughing drunks and of increasingly vulgar behavior and language, when an unusually strange little man approached me, 
calm amongst the storm. He stuck out his hand and said, Glad to meet you. My name's Benny, Benny the Angel. And if you will, my man, you look positively displaced here. For some reason, his voice cut through the pandemonium, and I could hear him clearly. He was dressed in an odd toga-like gown, a bit tattered, but with a fine golden design as a trim on the sleeves and at the bottom of the costume. I started to tell him that I was there by mistake and on my way out, but he went on without pause. Fear not, I know you probably thought this evening would be more sedate. Ah, but sedate is so common nowadays. We decided that the locals here might have needed a bit of fun. They seem to be lacking. Hey, why don't you have a drink here? And he suddenly had a fresh schooner of ale he was handing me. Caught unawares, I took it and even sipped at it. Well, to be honest, I took an indulgently healthy gulp or two in an attempt to calm my rapidly escalating nervous anxiety and overwhelmed straining. Meanwhile, Benny shouted, Hey, Shirley, come here. He waved a similarly dressed woman over. She sashayed over to us through the crowd and gave Benny a welcoming kiss. What's up, honey? She was striking in appearance, tall, and her toga was pristine and almost glowing white. She turned to me. What's your name, doll? Like Benny, she didn't wait for me to answer, but continued chattering on. I took another big swig of the ale and, being unused to such, started to feel distant and dizzy. Both Benny and Shirley seemed appalled that I was fading from them even a little. However, the cacophony and the calliope, the dancing and debauchery, well, it was a thunderstorm of sensation overwhelming my delicate balance. They seemed to understand this, each taking an elbow and marching me out of the banquet room. Well, my man, you could definitely stand to loosen up a bit. Let the rain fall where it will, and enjoy the refreshing showers, my advice to you. Shirley chimed in. Doll, we see your sort all the time in the up above, and even there, at the door to the everlasting. The knickers are still in a bunch, and the various orifices are way too puckered up. Honey, relax. Try to learn to enjoy yourself, huh? With that, I was out on the street, and a gentle mist was quickly becoming a more steady rainfall. Benny was still at my side, but I could no longer see Shirley. He, suddenly, like with the glass of ale, had an umbrella at hand, which he passed over to me. Gotta get back to the mess we've made, so you take this, get home, think about what we said, and... His voice faded as he headed back into the restaurant. Say your prayers at night. Ha <laughs> ha. The doors shut behind him, and the whole madness faded like it never happened. Suddenly, the humming remains of the loudness and insanity inside drained away, leaving only the pattering of the rain. I opened the umbrella and strolled back to my cottage, abashed, perhaps, but with a sense of purpose 
sure that I'd had some sort of metaphysical interaction, though not sure of what kind.